welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridget Pennington, and today I wanna to talk about, is it scary to manage other people's money? I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around, and now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is gonna give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, so this is a question I get a lot from people, especially when we're talking about starting a fund. People always bring up the topic. I had a friend actually a few days ago, I was just talking on the phone with him, and he said, Bridger, I think the fund thing is great. I just get so nervous about managing other people's money. And I was like, dude, I'm the same way. I At least I used to be the same way. When I first thought about starting a fund, that scared me to death because people were investing their livelihoods. They were investing their retirement accounts. Like to the thought of me potentially losing that money on my watch is just huge. And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, am I gonna go to prison? Am I gonna, oh my, like all the, all the stress, right, of managing money. And I've talked to a, n- a number of fund managers that have managed money for a long time and it's helped me overcome that huge hurdle of can I manage someone else's money? The first thing that everyone says, and I'll say to you too, if this is a problem that you have going on in your head, the first thing is you have to invest in your own funds. And I actually noticed this, my funds, I, I hold a considerable amount of investment in my funds. Um, I dump as much money as I can into my own fund because I truly believe that is the best, my fund is one of the best investment vehicles out there. I make so much more money in my own funds than other other types of investing opportunities I have. Way more, and me personally, I just say way more than my opportunities with real estate or, or trading or stock market. I make way more money um, investing in my own fund, so I double down. So when I talk to investors, they always ask, are you investing in your fund? I'm like, yeah, I am. And uh, they, uh, and I think when I pitch investors, that gives me so much confidence when I say, hey, you should come and join the party because I'm making, on, I'm, I'm a personal investor in my own funds and I'm making an amazing amount of money. You should do the same thing. Your returns are gonna be huge. And I trust it enough to, to bet with my own dollars. If I lose money, or excuse me, if the fund loses money, I'm losing money and you're losing money together. I'm in this. Like, I have skin in the game is the number one thing. Number two with managing money is you have got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I a trustworthy person? Honestly, am I trustworthy? And you gotta look through your, and not I, when I say trustworthy, I mean, are you trustworthy in, in managing money? Are you over, I guess, over, the, when you see a big dollar signs, do you kind of get over it quickly? Um, I, I meet some people when they see like, you know, $10,000 or $100,000 or a million dollars in their bank account. Because when you're running a fund, you'll see that in your bank accounts. And they just go, oh my gosh, I've never had that much money. I go, oh my, oh, like, wow. You know, I it's gonna just change my world, right? And they just kind of freak out. And a lot of people are that way. I, I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're not that way. And you gotta look in the mirror and say, when I've had money in the past, have I managed it well? And if you have and not been fraudulent or been a, you know, a screw up, I think you're gonna be just fine going forward. Um, and if you, when you've been given the opportunity to steal, you didn't steal, or if you've been given an opportunity to screw somebody else and maybe do it illegally, you didn't do it. Um, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say that I, I do that sometimes myself, like, you know what? I'm actually not, I'm not too bad at managing money. Um, I manage my own money 
very well. And so that's how I can trust myself managing a fund and managing other people's money. I there's a funny story on the radio a couple of days ago. They were hearing they were telling stories of people that woke up one day and had just a, a strange deposit in their bank account for a considerable amount of money. And they were having people call into this radio show and telling what their story was. So people were, I, didn't, I didn't know this happened that often, but people were calling in like crazy. They had like, I don't know, a dozen stories on this radio show of people calling in live like, hey. And they said, this one couple, they, they woke up one morning, had 15 grand um, in their bank account and they didn't know what to do. They said, oh my gosh, what's happened? Uh, have we, you know, do we luck out? And, and they just went and um, I think they, they paid off all of their debts, which was like $8,000 of credit card debt and then they returned it, right? Which I don't know, isn't totally honest, right? They called the bank and said, oh, I, we got some money extra in here and you can take the rest. We've already spent the rest on credit cards. A co- another couple though, this was the craziest one. They woke up one morning, had $120,000 in their bank account, random. And uh, so they asked them, what'd you, what'd you do? And they, they, um, they said they had spent $120,000 within 48 hours. They had spent all of it. Can you believe that? They got dropped 120 grand in their bank account and they had spent all of it. Like he's like, yeah, by noon that day, I was already at the car dealership. I was shopping for cars. My wife was out buying furniture. I mean like, if that's the type of person you are, you are not going to be good in this game of money management. Okay. That is, I like, I heard that story and it made my ears like cringe. Like I, oh, just, ugh. oh, anyways. Yes. That's why, that's why people are poor and some people are rich. And there's the old saying that says, if you gave all the money in the world, you gave it to the poorest, you took the, you took the money out of the rich people's um, pockets and put it into the poorest people's pockets. And not that long of time, the money would be back in the rich people's pockets and, and the poor people would be poor again. It's because of how they think and manage money. And there's a reason rich people are rich and there's a reason poor people are poor. And it's it's hard to say, but you look at lottery ticket winners. Um, I, I was actually looking up statistics of this and everybody's statistics are different. I'll just give you an average of a couple that I saw, but it was around 60% of people that win the lottery. And this is the lottery that's over $10 million lottery. of them go broke within four years. And then another, I think it was, I think it was 75%. It's somewhere around there. It was either 70 or 80. I'll just say 75% had wished they never got the money because of how it changed them, uh, their relationships with others. And and that goes even beyond just managing money, but of, of friends and family calling you up for money, right? They, but they personally just couldn't manage the money. But if if that many people are poorly managing lottery money when it hits their bank account, um, I mean, it's it's a small elect group, not elect, but select group of us that can actually manage money and do it well um, that don't get starstruck by the dollar signs. So that's, that's you and you're the type of person that's always thinking about investing and how to make money grow on each other and compounding interest. Yes, you are the type of person that can run a fund. Um, don't, don't let that stop you. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're already one of those people. Cause there's no way you'd be listening to this. If, if you were in the latter group that, that spends 120 grand in 48 hours because it plopped in your bank account. Um, so managing money for me is not that scary anymore. And I still feel that little bit of weight and responsibility. And I like that. I like the responsibility of, wow, this is other people's money and retirement accounts and savings. 
Um, I like that a lot because it makes me make smarter, more decisive a decision. And every time I make a decision, I imagine how would I explain this to one of my investors if they were sitting next to me right now? How would I explain my decision? And if I can explain it well, I'll say, yes, that's a good decision because I think both of us would agree that's a good deal. And obviously things can go bad, but I want to be able to you know, have a clear conscience and explain that to others very clearly. Um, so anyways, those are the first two. And then the third step is this. I only take money from accredited investors and not just accredited, but accredited investors that can that are, are in a financial position that they could lose their investment with me and be just fine. I do not, and that's why the SEC has set up, you know, accredited investors, qualified purchasers, uh, different levels of investors, because they, they don't want you stealing, not stealing, but taking grandma's 15 grand that she's been holding in her savings account for 30 years and losing it. And then she has nowhere to live and, and, and uh, is, is pretty much out of money. The SEC is out to protect the little guy. So first off, if you take bigger investors, uh, usually over a credit investor, you're safe. The SEC gets way off your back because they, they say if a credit investor, someone that owns over a million dollars of assets besides their home or makes $250,000 a year, that type of a person can manage money to some degree. They and they can take the loss, right? They don't the SEC is trying to protect you from taking an investment from some guy that makes $40,000 a year and you just took 15 grand of that and now they're completely broke and bankrupt if you lose their money. If you lose 15 grand from an accredited investor, they're like, "Okay, well, that's I probably won't invest with you again, but I'm still going to be able to pay the bills and feed my family," right? So when I take money from investors, I only take investors that have money. And I think through, like me personally, this is how I help myself. I say, okay, if my investor lost their $100,000 investment with me or $250,000 investment with me, are they going to be okay? And I look at them and I don't know their whole financial situation, but I can kind of tell from their what they've, their work experience, where they've been. And I say, yeah, I think they'll be okay. And I don't give that myself as a break, but I just, I just pulls that weight off of me that saying, you know what? It's okay. You're running a fund. You're trying to get them high returns. If you do lose money, you're going to lose money yourself. You're gonna lose them money, but it's not the end of the world. No one's gonna die. No one's gonna, you know, go hungry. Like we're all gonna be okay. And that's how I invest. And those are three things that I use when managing other people's money because it is it is a weight when you first think about it. Now when I manage, I think it's exciting to manage people's money because I love my vehicle so much of how we do debt and my loans. And anyways, I'll, I can talk about that on another podcast. But I think it's so exciting that I feel so confident in helping other people out. So. Anyways, that's today's episode. Um, also, we are in the works right now of dropping something kind of new. Um, I'm excited about it. We're gonna, anyways, I'm gonna give you more teasers. This is, I wanna, I'm pulling stuff out of my personal fund. Um, different documents, different pitch decks that I've used and I wanna package them together in a way that would help you guys a ton to get moving and get going forward. We've worked with quite a few students now to help them start their funds and I kinda wanna start expanding that. Anyways, I've probably said too much, but We're building this in the back end right now, so just stay tuned and I will see you in the next episode. Peace. Yo, if you're just starting out, you probably have a lot of questions. That's awesome. I want to hear them. So please go to investmentfundsecrets.com, submit your questions. And if I like your question enough, I actually want to bring you on the show with me to ask those questions live to me. And I'm going to bring on another investment fund manager to answer them for you. So if you're interested in that, please submit a good question on the website. Again, that's investmentfundsecrets.com. See you there.